You are listening to Seattle Sports Saturday, Saturday with Lydia Cruz, Curtis Rogers, and Taylor Jacobs on 710 ESPN Seattle. We got a lot to get to still in this one. It's crazy as it may seem, we, we got stuff to talk about today. Yeah, there's no sports on the calendar, but... Well, Curtis... The 253 would like to correct that statement. Oh. Hi, the Itinerod is going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Last night, a woman, Jesse Roger, was in the lead. So, okay. Shout out to Alaska. Yeah, if you're into uh, racing and, and dogs, out this is your opportunity yeah. to get into a new sport. I think the Iditarod, you can get away with doing it because it is so remote. Yeah. It is in the middle of Alaska Miles and miles away from civilization. I mean, you are social distancing in your sport. (laughs) It's literally built in. That's what the sport's about. Other than esports, there's not a lot of social distancing (laughs) built into sports. So, I yeah, I can. I'm okay with the Iditarod still going on because it is basically how far away from society can you get? Yeah. So strapped to the back. We'll try and keep you updated on those results as they come in by the day. I don't know how long. I think it's like a full day each day, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's televised or anything. Yeah. I don't know how it could be televised, maybe by drone. Yeah, drones. But, yeah, so if you're at the Iditarod right now, text in 710-710. We or 253, yeah, you. keep keeping us updated with this. I don't know how quickly information comes in from Alaska, but uh, yeah. let us know. Definitely let us know. But we've got still a lot of NFL headlines to look at in about 10 minutes from now. Obviously, the CBA vote due tonight. We will uh, get you up to speed on the latest news and notes with that. Also, multiple players receiving franchise tags. And the Seahawks bringing in a couple of of names to the facility this week. Could they be additions to the Seahawks roster for the 2020 season? We'll look at all of that. But right now, let's get into this hour's big three. Number one. Well... Luka Doncic scored 50 points and dished out 19 assists on Friday night as the Dallas Mavericks defeated the Phoenix Suns 150-136. to Well, not exactly. This is a project the Suns are now doing. They've decided to run a simulation of the rest of their season on NBA 2K20 during their regularly scheduled games on Twitch. So you can go ahead and watch your sons, your beloved Phoenix Suns, do their thing online now in a simulation form. So last night, representing the Suns was Antonio Universal Phenom Salvador. Sorry if I'm Saldivar. I'm I'm butchering the last name. Anyways, Phoenix native. He got to represent his team. He plays actually for the Memphis Grizzlies affiliate in that 2K league. But he got to represent his hometown yesterday and then playing for the Mavericks. Mavericks brand ambassador, Lawrence Buddy Norman. A little bit of an easier pronunciation there, Curtis. Uh, A a pretty fun, unique idea. Look, there's there's not a lot of sports content. Video games are going to help fill the void for a lot of us, especially sports video games. We'll get into that a little bit more here at the bottom of the hour. But uh, I just think this is a great kind of way to help numb the pain that there is no basketball right now and you can watch some basketball, albeit a simulation a video game, a competition between two guys, but still, something is better than nothing. Number two. As far as we know, the NFLPA will still conduct their CBA vote tonight at 11.59 Eastern Time. 
If the players agree to the proposed deal, it would mean a 10-year agreement between them and the owners. Many veteran players, including Russell Wilson, Richard Sherman, and Aaron Rodgers, have been vocal about their opposition to the proposed CBA. Not fans of the 17-game schedule, a not no decrease in practice time, nothing like that. But it would appear that the majority of players on minimum salaries and rookie deals will vote in favor. If the CBA is in fact ratified, the NFL's 2020 league year would open for business with the legal tampering period, franchise tags, and the official start of free agency on Wednesday, March 18th. The legal tampering period, as you've heard in many promos, begins on March 16th. Number three. Adam Silver announced the NBA will suspend their season for at least 30 days following Rudy Gobert's positive test and now... Gobert wasn't the only member on the Jazz to test positive as well. All-star Donovan Mitchell contracted the virus too. Many teams, including the Raptors and Pistons, both played the Jazz recently, have quarantined the Raptors this morning, come out and say all of their members of their team and organization testing negative. However, they're still going to be quarantined for the next 14 days. Since the NBA has suspended the season, no other players have been tested, so no other tests have been come to be back positive, so we don't really know about anyone else in the league, but we'll sort of see the fallout of this this whole entire thing, and some think that if Rudy Gobert didn't test positive, the, delay, the sports delays and cancellations maybe would have come a little bit later, if at all. I don't know if that's the right discussion to be having, but um, it's... It's a really interesting time, just the fact that the NBA, again, usually on the forefront of all of these social issues, really on the forefront right now in fandom and engaging with fans in a unique way and finding a way to grow their league, are the first ones to, to come out and say, we won't be having any of this. So um, it'll be interesting to see the fallout and whether or not the NBA will be the first to jump back into it, what it will look like. Adam Silver, again, talking about his plans and developing plans of what the NBA could look like with no fans, with the return of fans and, and what the game would look like going forward this season as they don't want to lose an entire season, unfortunately. So a lot of stuff here, Curtis, to get through and uh, we're going to lighten it up here. I promise you, I know we're getting through a lot of big news here and a lot of stuff about what's been postponed. We're trying to keep you updated on the facts and what's going on. And there will be some fun to be had. We'll get into some NFL headlines. Everyone wants the Seahawks news. We'll get into ways to pass the time, and we're going to get into some sports video games because that's probably how we'll spend our time. Yeah, um, actually, we, we do have some big news uh, out of the XFL right now. Uh, Tom Shad of USA Today reporting that a Seattle Dragons player, an unnamed player, has tested positive for coronavirus and has been quarantined. This news coming out about 20 minutes ago on Twitter, uh, at Tom underscore Shad, uh, tweeting that news connor folk who is an xfl uh, reporter also tweeting that as well so uh you know an, another case in the world of sports and uh, this one pretty local here in seattle um I, I have i don't know if the team if the players are still in town here or if they have gone back to their homes uh, wherever they may be uh in the league but uh, yeah, XFL, uh, an unidentified XFL player has tested positive. Um, the player received a test for COVID-19 as soon as possible, according to the XFL, and received the findings on Friday less than 24 hours after the league announced it was suspending its season like other professional sports leagues around the country. 
The unidentified player did participate in Seattle's previous game against the Houston Roughnecks, the league said, but he was asymptomatic at the time. The league is alerting players, staff, vendors, and partners associated with the Dragons, Roughnecks, and St. Louis Battlehawks, as this player also participated in the February 29th game in St. Louis. The league said in a statement provided to USA Today Sports on Saturday, the XFL is monitoring the situation closely and taking every measure necessary in accordance with the recommendations set forth by the CDC. So there's some news uh, regarding the XFL, regarding the Dragons, and regarding a player uh, who has tested positive for COVID-19. So, uh, you know, it's it, we try to get past the news of all this, and yet it's it's another thing that uh, that comes our way. So uh, we definitely, you know... We'll try and keep you updated. Yeah, we will. Look, this, we said it at the top of the show. This is evolving every hour, every day, every week. We're getting more information about the virus itself, about the situation in sports, about the impact on our lives here at just hosting a show with you, what the Saturday show will look like, you know, what our lives will look like and, and what it will be like to be a citizen of Seattle pretty soon. So we're in this together, I think, is the big thing we, we need to realize here in this area. And if you're listening, the people around you are in the same situation. They're going through the same things. And let's try and be great and kind to each other and – this is a great time to do it. Help someone out if they need help at the grocery store. Help your neighbors. Be reaching out to them, seeing if they're doing okay. If there's elderly people in your neighborhood, see if you can potentially help them to go to the grocery store, get groceries for them, and deliver them to their house. So there's a lot of good that can be done right now with the void of sports, and we can use some of our time to help the people around us get through this. The 254 area code. Whoa. That's just one better than the two five three. Dang, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't Shots know. fired. That's a uh, Texas phone uh, area code in Waco, that area. But they say uh, when we were talking about the Iditarod, they say it's possibly the worst spectator sport oh. ever. A bunch of folks take off into the woods. Nine days later, one of them emerges. So hey, beggars can't uh, be choosers. Yeah. You want some sports? You got to wait nine days to see it in the woods. So. Let's- Strap up. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. And, uh, hey, maybe there's some sports news coming our way with the NFL. CBA vote due tonight. we got franchise tags being handed out left and right. We'll touch on all of that coming up here on Seattle Sports Saturday. Seattle Sports Saturdays with Lydia Cruz, Curtis Rogers, and Taylor Jacobs. On 710 ESPN Seattle. The NFL League year could still happen. They have not mentioned anything about pushing it back. And there was a lot of talk yesterday, especially especially on Danny and Gallant, about whether it was right or not in this climate to have the NFL continue to do what it, it does uh, at this time of year. But right now, what the NFL is doing, I think, can all be done remotely or via video conference, or via telephone, whatever, I don't think it would be, I guess, tone deaf for the NFL to continue on with their league year. Maybe I'm wrong in that. Maybe I'm... I don't know. Right? Like Again, we're, this is something we're all approaching together and going through together, and as more information comes out, my answer right now is yes, it's probably inappropriate to have league action going on, to have signings, to have these guys signing big million-dollar deals while 
You know, there are certain people who are in quarantine and they're, we're trying to figure out what's happening in this country right now. So is delaying it that bad? If you, if you push it back a little bit, you still get the publicity. We know what the, the media machine that the NFL is. It, but also, Curtis, at the same time, you're right. 100% right. They can do business just like people who are working a regular nine to five. They can work from home. They can do these conferences and get work done remotely and safely. They can still conduct business. So should they be forced to experience different rules and and sort of quote-unquote regulations than just regular people get to go through when they're working from home? Probably not. So I, I understand what they're saying here, and it just feels like the timing is bad. I would delay it. Don't cancel or or, or stop. Give us a, a no end. Just say you're delaying it, and let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I don't know if delaying the free agency would throw off the NFL calendar so much because – I mean, they're already tampering. Let's be honest. Oh, they're, yeah. Most of these deals are already being talked about in one way or another. Agents have already visited teams. Like There were talks at the NFL Combine, Don Yee, who was Tom Brady's agent – had already met with the Colts and the Titans and the Chargers and all these teams. Uh, you know, we've, we've heard from people like Genevieve Clownies, people might have interest in the Giants. It's like, how would they know that there would be interest if they haven't already been talking? Right. The players can't talk. That's tampering. Mm-hmm. If the players specifically were to talk to coaches or front office people until the period of free agency opens. But you're, you're right, Curtis, that these teams are well prepared. They're talking to the other agents, the other teams trades all of these things are still happening behind the doors behind the scenes we just don't hear about it yeah and because for whatever reason the NFL uh yeah it's it's not just an NFL thing where this stuff goes on the NBA has had it over the last couple of years where it's like how do these guys have a deal in place the minute free agency opens up when they aren't allowed contact before then and we're going to see it once you know on March 16th when the legal tampering period does open up, that first second there are going to be, you know, tweets from Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport saying so and so has agreed to terms with this organization on a four year deal or whatever. It's like really, how did how did that come together in one second? Right. Like, <laughs> I think there had been you know multiple multiple conversations before this has has gone down. Maybe. Maybe it is okay for agents to talk to teams and not the players, but I feel like the player would have to have some kind of input on where he ultimately wants to play. It felt like trying to buy a house a few years ago in Seattle, which I did go through this process, so I'm going to speak about it a little bit, that you'd like walk into a house and they'd be like, sorry, it just sold. You're like, what? The, the, the open house literally just started. How is it possible that this thing <laughs> sold? It, I didn't even take my shoes off yet, and it... it it makes sense that these teams are trying to get as much as they can done and handled so they have as much information going forward on the little deals that they can sign when people get cut and released, what they can do, how they can position themselves. And they have capologists, you know, plotting all of these things out and what they can do here and there. And it just feels like delay that process a little bit and let's still get the full experience out of it and be able to enjoy it for what it truly is. And, and, I hate to say this, but like, let's keep the NFL quarantined away from what's happening in the rest of the sports world right now, and let's see if we can't just keep that business as usual 
so we have a little bit of normalcy in our life and a little bit of consistency. I think a lot of sports fans right now, obviously they're dealing with the loss of Major League Baseball for the time being, the NBA and whatnot. But those sports and their popularity is not what the NFL is. And so far the NFL has been untouched by this. Yeah. But as soon as something from the NFL, and I'm going to say something beyond the owners' meeting because none of us have access to that. That is something that NFL fans ultimately don't care about. But as soon as NFL events start to be impacted by this, and they've got one of the biggest ones on their calendar coming up in a little over a month, the NFL draft, if that gets pushed back or suspended or what have you, then I think this is really going to hit home for a lot of sports fans because I think there are – people in this country that are fans of football and football only. Mm-hmm. They're not fans of other sports, but there are fans of football teams that are obviously football and basketball and, and baseball and all hockey and all those sports. But NFL fans, I think, look at it right now and like, well, my league hasn't been touched by this, so I still have something to latch on to. I'm not really phased by the NBA missing games, especially, like, especially here in Seattle. There are so many people in this town that still – don't follow the NBA following the Sonics' departure, where them suspending their games isn't going to have a huge impact on their you know, sports calendar so much. Whereas if the NFL sees events and and I'm not, I don't know if you know games are still months in advance, yeah. we're still about five months away from preseason football. That's a conversation I hope we're not having for yeah. some time because that's. That's going to be a major deal if, if we have to have that conversation. Yeah, but I, I think there is a, a, a minority of fans from the NFL world that right now are kind of wondering, like, why is all of this a big deal? But it's because your sport hasn't been affected by this so much right now. Um, some other names that are in the NFL news today uh, getting their franchise tags, Unique Ngakwe, of Jacksonville, he will be franchised. Yep. Their uh, official team Twitter account announced that uh, yesterday. And then Matthew Judon, another guy who the Seahawks may or may not have interest in, he'll receive Baltimore's franchise tag. You look at the state of the pass rushing market right now, it is Jadevian Clowney and a whole lot of nothing after him. Yep. If the Seahawks are going to have, or the Seahawks are going to bring in one of these top market guys, they're going to have to give up something. So when you look at and we'll probably get into this coming up in the 11 o'clock hour, but when you look at what it will take to get Clowney or Ngakwe or Judon, of those three guys, who do you think the Seahawks, who would you be more comfortable shelling out for, the picks and a deal for Ngakwe or just strictly a deal for Clowney? Yeah, I think it's got to be just strictly a deal for Clowney, and you got to take your chance in in the draft, and you know what John Schneider can do. You know the ceiling of John Schneider in a draft. And especially in a good draft, which all draft pundits and experts, and we have to take their word at this, are saying this is one of the deeper drafts at a lot of positions. So, yeah, it just feels like I wouldn't want to be giving up any of those draft picks. I want to see how many players we can bring in through the draft, have them compete, low cost, can can really have that impact. Because when you look at the Seahawks team that won the Super Bowl and was competing for Super Bowls, Russell Wilson was on that rookie deal. They were all on these rookie deals. It helped them compete because they could go out and overspend on some of these other people. So in in keeping with that same mentality and keeping with that Seahawks way, I think you stay and sort of overpay Clowney 
and keep your draft picks, hoping that you hit on some of those players and help build around him as well. But I think the best way, because like you said, Curtis, you got to go out and get a couple people to fill the void if Clowney's not there because the drop-off in talent is quite big. There, Yeah. Uh, if I'm the Seahawks right now, I look at all the things that they need on this team to get back to a Super Bowl level, and I think Tom Jake and Stacey have been doing a really great job. If you haven't uh, been catching their free agent profiles at 2 o'clock every day, uh, you can catch those on the podcast page, 710sports.com. Or if you want a short version, go on YouTube, watch Stacey yes. talk about the uh, spotlights in a one-minute, easy-to-chew version. Yeah, so they've really been going over it, and I think Jake and Tom and Stacy they're kind of all in agreement right now that the Seahawks' best route of filling up that defensive line would be via not necessarily the Ngakwe's or the Clownies of the world, but maybe like a Dante Fowler or Robert Quinn, somebody like that, and then fill it out with a veteran, maybe a Bruce Irvin or a Michael Bennett, which we heard, it feels so long ago, but we heard earlier this week that Bruce Irvin might have interest in returning to Seattle. Michael Bennett might have interest in returning to Seattle. It feels like those clips that we heard about that was forever ago, but really it was like Monday and Tuesday of this right. last week. Yeah, uh, it, it's it, it's so crazy to think that those guys would have interest in coming back to Seattle because of just how, especially with Michael Bennett, especially with how that ended. Well, and I think. That should also tell you that the Seahawks are always looking for ways to get better and that no vendetta or no event in the past, whether it's been on their team or directed towards their team, will affect how they feel season to season, that they'll do what's best for the team. And if it's best for the team to bring Michael Bennett back, even after all of the things that he did in the locker room or reportedly did, the, the book and all of his meeting shenanigans... Or Bruce Irvin, you know, a person who left on different terms. He went to go get the contract, then he got paid more and left. What what would it look like to bring them back on cheaper deals and and have them be role players and have them be a part of building behind Clowney and helping to relieve the pressure on him? And look, you always want your team to want to get better, and this is showing you that this team is willing to get better no matter what it takes. Another way that quickly before we go to break here. The Seahawks bring in a couple of names that I think very well-seasoned NFL fans have heard of over the last couple of years, yep. but maybe not the the average NFL fan, but Browns defensive back T.J. Carey, former Browns defensive back, I should say, and then former Washington tight end Jordan Reed. I'm more confused by the Reed visit. Very confused. Because they just signed Greg Olson. And have expressed that they want Luke Wilson back. They've got Jacob Hollister, and they expect Will Disley to be healthy by week one. Oh, by the way, Ed Dixon is still on the roster. Yes. Now, we ex- we do expect him to actually be gone. Yeah. But, but that's still four tight ends. Five, I think, right? Olsen, Dixon, Wilson, yeah, but when Dixon's, Hollister. I meant when Dixon's gone. Yeah. It, it seems a little much. Yes. And Reed has not been effective in a couple of years. He's dealt with concussion issues, too. I mean, yeah, they're doing their due diligence on this. Yeah. But 
I think the tight end room is the least of Seattle's worries right now. I think it's set. Let's focus on some other skill positions on that offense. If you want to get Russell Wilson some playmakers, maybe there's a receiver or someone out there that you can add, or maybe a uh, cheap veteran back you can add to the rotation. But uh, I'd say we're good on tight ends there, Pete and John. In this hour, we're going to take a look at some of the best sports video games of all time because we're going to have a lot more uh, time for other activities in the next few weeks, months, however long it's going to be. Uh, But up next, what are some of the ways you're going to be passing the time? New hobbies, old hobbies. What are the best shows to binge watch? How are you going to pass this time? Old sporting events, old matchups. ESPN Classic. Esports or Iterod. What else are you going to be watching? We'll get into all of that next here on Seattle Sports Saturday. Seattle Sports Saturdays with Lydia Cruz, Curtis Rogers, and Taylor Jacobs on seven ten ESPN Seattle. Have you taken a look at ESPN's TV lineup like the next couple of days? Woof! It is bizarre. Buzz your girlfriend. Woof. Later today, they're showing some of the quote-unquote best college basketball games of the season. Yeah, like you, would replay. De- you would debate the first one there, Curtis. Yeah, I'm not down with the one that's in the 4 p.m. slot. Uh, Oregon beating Arizona in overtime. No, I'm not about that. I, I don't want the... F- I'm not about that either. Yeah, really. I don't want to see my guys take an L again uh, in replay. But also ESPN showing a 30 for 30 marathon as well. What's your favorite 30 for 30? Because oh. we're going to have to figure out ways to pass the time. I was literally afraid you were going to ask me this question. There's so many. There's so many. Um, oh, man. The two Escobars was the most like eye-opening yeah. to me where it was like, whoa. That one is about uh, Pablo Escobar, the famous drug lord, and also... Uh, Andres Escobar, the Colombian soccer player, and how their lives kind of intertwined at one point. Yeah, I got to pull up this list here because their season one, it just felt like each one was so big and hit. Um, oh man, my there was obviously the Lakers Celtics like three parter that was a good one this summer. Hopefully sooner is the ten part Chicago Bulls one, but really underrated one. It's called Once Brothers. And it's about Vladi oh, Divac and Drazen Petrovic, yes. the late New Jersey Nets player, um, and just their relationship and how you know they were once the best of friends, and then the the civil war over in Yugoslavia kind of tore that friendship apart. And uh, that's a really good one. But Jordan you know, rides the bus, yeah. Finding seeing Michael Jordan essentially with all these minor leaguers and what that was like, and. Yeah, that was one of just a. An, it's eye opening to see Jordan in in these different lights, right? Because he's so he's on such a high pedestal in the sports world, rightfully so. He is the greatest, but it it's it's rare that we get to see behind the scenes in his life. And we didn't have Twitter and Facebook and all the social medias back then, so we didn't get that type of access with him. And so when we get it, we're all oh, we have to have it. So I like most people, cannot wait for the Bulls 30 for 30. It's going to be massive whenever it happens. Ten-parter, I believe. Ten parts, yeah. Insane. Now, are there any new hobbies you would be interested in picking up? Uh, I want, I, the answer has to be yes. Look, like... You got 
a craftsman's always got to sharpen his tools. I want to say, like, I want to pick up a bit of a green thumb. I, I have a house with a, a, a strip of a lawn, so I figure try and take care of that little bit of grass that I have now. Um, yeah. I mean, look, I want to get outside more. I want to be more active. I want to do all of these things. But realistically, we'll get into it in the next segment. I'm probably going to play a lot of sports video games. <laughs> play a lot of video games anyways, but specifically sports games. I'm going to launch those dynasty modes or the career modes. I'm going to simulate a whole lot of games, a lot of seasons, a lot of mock drafts, fantasy drafts. Um, you can catch me playing some old games. Mm. Um, what about you? I think, yeah, new hobbies. Well, I am I'm getting married this summer. Yes, you are. Uh, so I so, guess there's a lot more time now for me to devote to wedding prep because – it would have been me watching sports, but now I don't have that excuse anymore. No. Like I, every now and then I'd be like, "Well, I got to watch this game. It's I got to watch it for work. Like, got to do it. Important. I don't have that to fall back on now. No. I, so I find myself with a lot more free time, and uh, you know, just going to the store and and doing wedding stuff, uh, going on like visits to venues and whatnot. Uh, so I think that's what I'm going to devote most of my newfound free time towards. It you've you've gone right. through the the wedding prep. Yeah, Curtis, don't so. have a you have a responsible, yeah. justified answer, and I don't like it. I know you need to have something dumb that you're yeah. doing, not something great uh, like planning a wedding. Yeah. Now, old hobbies. Yes, I have a lot of like old baseball cards and old Ooh. sports cards that I haven't like sorted at all. Maybe I do that. Yeah. Maybe I get to that, you know, put them in their binders or whatever. Oh, I a much love doing that. A much more, uh, I guess, pleasant way of viewing them rather than just in a box. Uh, maybe that's an old hobby I pick up. I don't know. Maybe I should, like, knit or, like, sew. Oh. Do something actually constructive and productive for, like, I can give people hats to stay warm. There's a place, I believe it's in Snohomish, uh, called Knitting Mayhem. Uh, yeah, it's right by a venue that we checked out, uh, which when when that, when that Knitting and Mayhem are put together like that, I just wonder what goes on behind those doors. I don't know what happens, but I'd is like it, to be a part of is it. Is it like Fight Club, but for knitters? But they only use the yarn? There's just... Yarn They're gloves. Just in their knitting with speed metal going on in the background, some Bob Stelton music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> anger. Yeah, just... Yeah, something like that. So maybe that's what's going on. Text in 710-710. What are some of the things you're going to be doing other than playing video games? That's our next segment. Save that. But hobbies you're going to try and pick up. Maybe things you'd like to accomplish. Is there something around the house you're going to be doing? I know there's probably a lot of projects around the house for me to do other than garden the one strip of grass that we have. There's probably a (laughs) bunch of things I need to be doing, and I'm sure I will be doing those things. Well, you being a homeowner, like, I think how you show off to the other houses is how you take care of that grass. Yeah. And um, it takes certain pride in, in mowing that. We also have this thing called wisteria, which is a plant that sort of grows. It just tries to grab on to whatever the nearest mm-hmm. thing is, whether it's another branch of wisteria or the house or other plants. So it just wraps itself around everything. So I dealt with that last weekend, but I'm assuming in a week or two, I'm going to have to deal with it again because it's just 
It's everywhere. It's plants grow constantly. Is what I've learned as a homeowner. Hot take. Hot take. You plants, heard it here first. Plants grow constantly, and when you water them and give them sunlight, they grow nonstop. Now, I think what we are about to enter in is a golden age of streaming television here or streaming movies. I'm hoping because a lot of us have found more time to spend at home than we had ever spent at home before. Yep. There are a lot of shows already available, but now we're starting to see uh you know like Netflix and Disney Plus and Hulu and them sort of expedite a lot of these shows they had sort of in the can like well, let's get them out now, capitalize on this. Yeah. I think that is one thing I'm looking forward to. And I'm hoping people at home, like, hey, maybe I'll make a video and maybe something funny comes. Maybe there's some great internet content to be had from people staying at home, working from home, and thinking like, hey, I got no time. Maybe I'll experiment with X, Y, or Z, and maybe new meme accounts are born on Instagram and new TikTok channels that I don't watch are born, but I'll see on Facebook three weeks later. So. With, yeah. with great boredom comes great memes. Yes. So I'm hoping that uh, at some point just the art community has a massive boom of, of both terrible memes and great art. <laughs> you mentioned TikTok. Now, that could be a new hobby we get into, but that's also- I'm terrified, Curtis. Yeah, that's a, a, a portion of the internet in which I am afraid to dip my toe in because it makes me feel- older than I've ever felt because I have no idea what it is. And it's, it's something that has to do with technology. And yet I still have no clue on how to operate it, what it's about. And like, we grew up in like the Xbox 360 generation. Mm-hmm. So rarely do internet things intimidate us. Yeah. We, we us walk nervous. up to we, we enter in websites with a brash confidence. Yes. Unlike anybody else. If I don't have three 13 year olds telling me I'm worthless, I don't feel any worth. So, <laughs> I'm ready for this. I'm ready for whatever we need in, the, in this ballpark. What if we become famous TikTokers? And are we ready for that kind of influence? Are we ready for that kind I of... I think we can. we got to push ourselves. we got to really find out what we are as human beings and, and talk that tick. Oh, man. I don't know if I'm ready for that. But we've got a lot of time to figure it out. Yeah. Coming up uh, in the 11 o'clock hour, we take a look at the local impact the cancellations across the world of sports will have on our local teams, the Seahawks, Mariners, Sounders, Dragons, Storm, all of them. How will they be impacted by this? But coming up, we've got free time on our hands now. We want to know from you your best sports video games of all time. There was some sports video game news this week. We've got the, the release of LMB The Show. Oh, yeah. And the possible return of a cult classic. We get into all of that right here on Seattle Sports Saturday. Seattle Sports Saturdays with Lydia Cruz, Curtis Rogers, and Taylor Jacobs. On 710 ESPN Seattle. We were talking about hobbies to get into or old yep. hobbies you might pick up. 206 coming in with one. How about reading a book? Wow. Ugh. Yeah. What are those? <laughs> no, no thank you. That is... Yeah, I mean, shout out to reading. Readers are leaders. Yeah, I know. I they mentioned uh, David Halberstam's book, Playing for Keeps. It's about Michael Jordan. It's a great read. He also wrote one about the 1978 Portland Trailblazers called Breaks of the Game. It was the year after they had won the uh, NBA title. That's mm. a really good one as well. Uh, check those out if you've got any time. But You got time. Yeah, you got plenty of time. If you're listening to this, week. you're a sports fan, and you got time. <laughs> but this week... In the world of sports, 
we've had to figure out how we're going to pass the time, and video games for a lot of sports fans uh, has been that. Mm-hmm. And MLB The Show, which is it's the only sports video game, or it's the only baseball video game I was going to say, Curtis, those are fighting words. Yeah, I know. It's the only baseball video game available right now, and every year it's it's almost like a holiday when it comes out. Yeah. But only for, for, some. for PlayStation users. Well, well, us Xbox users <laughs> and PC users over here, like a bunch of losers. But in the coming years, it will be available yes. on multiple platforms. So you can. As soon time. as 2021 is apparently the rumor. So we, hey. you might get the next show, but uh, not this show. But this week, that wasn't the only big sports video game news. For yeah. those of us who grew up playing, it wasn't only Madden. That wasn't the only football video game available no. on the market. There was competition in our sports video games at one point. There was. And the biggest competition Madden ever had was from the NFL 2K series, mm-hmm. uh, which went away after NFL 2K5 because EA Sports signed that exclusivity deal with the NFL to become the only... And the Players Union. Yeah, football. and the Players yeah. Union to become the only simulated football game out on the market. Well, this week... 2K Sports, which runs the incredible NBA 2K franchise, uh, which time and time again is the one of the best sports video games available, yep. they announced that they have inked a deal with the NFL to produce an arcade-style game. So our, when we say arcade-style game, kind of like NBA Jam, NFL Street. Right, like a 7-on-7, seven seven, or it'll be an altered version of football. It won't be your traditional... 11 v 11 lining up plays it'll be more unique nfl blitz a great example yeah but when you hear the words 2k and nfl come to an agreement it feels like there is more coming than just a arcade style game especially with how madden yeah it is it is the the top dog in the really the sports video gaming community but man, oh man, I would love to see them get pushed. At yes. least, at least have some kind of competition out there because NFL 2K5 still to this day holds up. Oh yeah, with a lot of people. Out I have my there. Xbox Especially, still yeah. plugged in, and I'll—that's the game I'll launch up. Is 2K5? I love ESPN 2K5. Just the dynasty mode, the individual player modes that they had—it was truly ahead of its time. It's—it's it's sort of now more relevant than ever as far as a game goes but yeah what would it look like to get more of this competition you used to have two nba games you used to have i mean you still have two soccer games you had multiple baseball games you had skateboarding games you had multiple football games like you had street versions of games like i would love for video games to get back to that point where some of these things, whether they're incorporated into the, the, you know, whether it's incorporated into NBA 2K and you have street in NBA 2K as one platform, but I'd love to see some of these game versions and different simulations come back to light and have a little bit more versatility and diversity. If there was one sports video game you got to have your choice of to bring back, to resurrect from the dead, you're given the defibrillator pads to one sports video game franchise out there, which one are you bringing back? I mean, I would literally fight you if this isn't your answer. It has to be NCAA football. Oh, my goodness, yes. NCAA football, I think that that truly, and again, 
FIFA helped me fall in love with soccer and helped me push my love for soccer forward and helped me discover new teams, new players. The NCAA football, I, I was getting into the game at the end of high school, beginning of college. So to me, that just established my fandom at the time. That was when Reggie Bush and USC were doing their thing, so the Pac-12 still was respectable. There were, you know, all of these other big moments in college and all these big athletes in the sport at the time and playing the game and being, yes, their names weren't associated, but you knew who the players were. It it just was such an experience and it, there's such a void. We're talking about voids all day. When NCAA football went away, there was a massive video game void in my life that I looked forward to the NCAA more than Madden. And yes. I love football. I love NFL more than NCAA football, but there was no question NCAA football to me was the game I had to have of the two. And I just I miss it. I miss it all the time. We work with QB number nine for BYU. We do. Yeah. The like lo- we play with an NCAA fo- or we work with an M- NCAA football character. Crazy. And I mean, I, I, I played high school football with some of the people in that last version of NCAA yeah. football. So it's like, it's, it's such a great game. It's, Bring it back. It's one of the best. From the 206, uh, they text in. There are a lot of games that they would bring back. NBA Street Volume 2. Yes. NFL Blitz. Yes. NBA Jam. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. And Fight Night. I yeah. loved Fight Night. When Fight Night came out with Ali and Tyson on the cover, and yes. the big thing was the simulation of seeing Tyson versus Ali, I probably watched on expert mode the two computers fight each other in that simulation 30, 40 times. <laughs> Full boxing matches completely simulated with Ali versus Tyson. And I'm pretty sure it was almost even, but Tyson was just, oh man, what a video game character. Yeah. Uh, Mike, Mike Tyson's punch out as well. Great one. Great one. When I look at what the 2K and NFL partnership could be, my guess is it's either going to be a, a street version, maybe yeah. NFL street, or it's going to be an NFL blitz version. I would almost think you split the difference and you make it like a blitz version of seven on seven, which is the hot thing. And and rightfully so a lot of high school teams and um, club teams have seven on seven programs and will go nationally and compete. So you want to get kids involved. They're competing in seven on seven tournaments. Let them play those tournaments with some of their favorite stars and experience that from the other side. I think that's a really cool experience. They would get to experience a lot of texts coming in uh, from the eight one three talking about NCAA college football. They say the impact player idea was pretty unique and campus legend mode was really well made. Of course you start off as a freshman and then become, uh, you know, your super duper, you know, Heisman Trophy winning player. 206 is triple option for days. Yes. You get, love triple option. If you took over a team like Navy or Georgia Tech, you were winning the national championship because no one knew how to defend the triple All option. All you would have to do, you, here's, a, here's a pro tip, okay? Start career mode, get yourself in a triple option offense, and recruit the most athletic <laughs> quarterback that you possibly can and just go for it because you can win a national and championship. And any if you pick a team to play with regardless of any mode you're playing in that doesn't have a mobile quarterback, yeah. 
you're going to lose by 50. Yes. You have to have a mobile quarterback in that game if you want to win. That's not real life. By all means, don't build your actual NFL or NCAA program around that mentality. But in video games, you got to. You got to. You got to be the Mike Vick in uh, Madden 04. I remember, uh, God, it was like RG3 in NCAA football. He was unguardable. There was just so many... Was it Pat White? Yes, from West Virginia. Pat White was another quarterback. Was so that West Virginia team was just pure flames in those games because yeah. you had Pat White, Steve Slayton, and Noel Devine. Yes, like yes. oh, it was incredible. Oh, from the two hundred six, they say bring back NFL Street, FIFA Street, Ready to Rumble, yeah, SSX, Ooh. the snowboarding video yes. game, which that was a great one, and also NBA Street, NBA Street. I would say Volume Two was the that was the top dog of that yes. trilogy. I mean, oh, I wanted to be, I so badly wanted to be just a dunker yeah. in, in real life because of NBA Street Volume 2 and the, the alley-oop system that they had in there. And I love all of the street versions of those games. I think they should be incorporating that. Like I said, have a different version of the game. Give me the buttoned-up, cleaned Madden and 2K, but give me these other versions too. You want to know the key to winning in NBA Street that I, I unlocked? Oh. Pick Yao Ming as your center and just have him block, block. shots all day. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you had to do. Shout out to Yao Ming. One of the greats. One of the greats. Lovely Yao Ming. He, he got here as fast as he went Keep away. texting in, though. This is fun. A lot of texts coming in. 710-710. Video games you bring back. Video games you plan on playing. Sport in the sports world as far as what you're going to do now that there are no regular sports programming out there. You got to find something to do. And uh, coming up in the next hour, what should Seattle's first move in free agency be if it does open this week? But up next, we look at the local impact the cancellations across the sports world will have on the Seahawks, Mariners, Sounders, and more. That's all coming up here on Seattle Sports Saturday.